Good morning. For this part of the show, I just saw I mentioned I have a, a good friend that's gotten into a business that it's I haven't done much to do it with him, but we're going to do a little show together here in a week or so, and it's all about trees. So I just got to thinking about it. Most people don't even think about the trees; they're just sort of the background of their lives. But nothing really could be further from the truth. Trees are instrumental to the quality and health of our lives, our homes, and our whole planet. Rooted to a single spot, they kind of appear still. But that stillness is not synonymous with laziness. Trees are rarely idle. In fact, they're workhorses of the environment as the impact of their hard work carries miles further than the ground in which you see them standing. Over my lifetime, I've seen firsthand the incredible transformation spurred on by just planting trees. Of course, part of my interest in trees comes globally Trees are the most scalable and most cost-effective tool in the fight against climate change, which is something I'm very big on. Trees clean the air and vacuum up carbon. They foster biodiversity everywhere and support critical habitats. For example, one of my favorite animals, I have a friend that even has some, ring-tailed lemurs, are considered one of the most endangered species on this planet. A big reason why is that half of the forests they depend on in Madagascar off the east coast of Africa were, were all cut down. And lemurs are just one example of who is dependent on trees. Trees home up to 80% of all animals, plants, and insects that live on land. That includes butterflies, bats, bears, frogs, birds, not to mention the neighborhood squirrels seeking an escape from your dog in your own backyard. And though we think most humans aren't always dependent on treetops for shelter, trees really can save our own lives too. Reports indicate back in 2022 alone, heat waves across Europe caused an estimated 20,000 deaths. Scientists point to trees as a way to combat these urban heat islands, saying that increasing Europe's tree canopy by just 30% could prevent thousands of deaths during those heat waves. Being around trees can also improve a person's blood pressure, mental health, and boost your creativity. It's just a beautiful thing to do. In fact, their doctors in Canada are so convinced of nature's benefits for the mind and body, they started literally prescribing patients free passes to national parks. Very interesting approach. Come to think about it, in my mind, it may be one of the world's best medicines. Where there's a need, trees can help fill it. In some communities, trees are an important food source, and others they're a symbol of resilience following a devastating tragedy, more and more common these days. When planted near streams and rivers, they clean and filter the water. And most people don't think about it. When trees are planted in the right place, they can actually bring down the energy cost of your home. Think about it. It's it's, no coupon needed. Easy to do. Just got to know where to put them. So come along with me and my friend and and, uh, update your thinking a little bit. Forget about trees as a backdrop. It's time to put trees in the spotlight. The littlest piece of property you've got, there's usually room for a tree. And there's a number of nonprofits you want to join them, putting thousands, if not tens of thousands, trees out uh, across our nation and around the world for that matter. So a piece of my goal, at least, is to inspire people to plant, nurture, and celebrate trees. With the world going the way it is, the climate change uh, happening as fast as it is, there's probably never been a more important time for mankind to engage in its role as environmental stewards. This isn't a one-sided relationship. What we give to nature, we will receive in return 
tenfold, at least. So as right now, springtime's arriving. Take a moment and appreciate all a tree can be. Now for a change of subject that I talk about every year. And sometimes I feel like we're getting better at it. Sometimes I feel like we're not accomplishing much. But overall, folks, monarch butterflies are literally going to go extinct. But we don't really take some action pretty soon. The population unbelievably low. Part of the problem is this. Monarch butterflies perform probably one of the most mind-bending feats in the entire animal kingdom. They weigh a half a gram. They fly on paper-thin wings through cities, across interstates, migrating, listen to this, some of them up to 2,800 miles from Canada and the United States to their wintering grounds in the forest of Mexico. They truly enhance our gardens with delight along the way and perform pollinating services that include contributions to healthy ecosystems and support for agriculture, food production, while on their trip. However, for 20 years, as long as I can remember, they've had a perilous decline over the years. And despite the efforts of many, without more people getting on board, we truly do run the risk of losing them altogether. In just one year, the presence of monarch butterflies in their wintering grounds in Mexico dropped 22%, from seven acres covered solid in butterflies down to below five and a half. This is part of a mostly downward trend over the past 25 years, and I've been watching that long, when monarchs once covered more than 45 acres of that same forest. That was 25 years ago. Now it covers five acres. This is just one of the findings from the World Wildlife Fund, the Mexico Division, and Mexico's National Commission on Natural Protected Areas. Annual monarch counts are done every year. They have recently released two new reports related to the population and winter habitat of the eastern migratory monarch butterfly. The first shows a continued population decline, and the second reported highlights increased forest degradation where most monarchs cluster in colonies during the winter. The yearly World Wildlife Fund-Mexico-led survey measures the area of forest in which monarch butterflies hibernate each winter providing a scientific indicator of their overall population status. In 2022-2023 report, it shows a 22% decline in forest area when compared to just the year before, down from 7.2 acres to 5.46 acres this winter. Remember, 25 years ago, they covered 45 acres. The second report they put out found 145 acres of that forest have been degraded, a major increase when compared to the 47 acres lost the previous year, which was 2021. Despite heroic efforts to save monarchs by planting milkweed, and I want to add in here, I was an assistant in putting in 22 acres right here in our area several years ago, we could still lose these extraordinary butterflies by not taking more action. Monarchs were once incredibly common. Now they face the extinction crisis as the U.S. population crashes amid habitat loss and the climate meltdown. They're not doing well with climate change either. So let's take a quick look at some of the causes for what's going on. Beginning with legal and illegal logging and deforestation to make space for agriculture and urban development has already destroyed substantial areas of the butterfly's winter shelter in Mexico and in California, 
While pesticides and herbicides used in intensive agriculture across the range kill billions and billions of butterflies and the milkweed they live on, which is basically the only host plant that the larvae of the monarch butterflies can feed on. A part of the problem is that in the United States, the butterflies have lost about 165 million acres of breeding habitat, mostly to herbicide spraying and the development in the last couple decades, about the last since I've been keeping up with it. Since the caterpillars, incidentally, I remind you, only eat milkweed, but the plant has been devastated by increased herbicide spray in conjunction mostly with corn and soybean crops in Central, where their flyways are, unfortunately. The butterflies are also threatened by neonicotinoid insecticides, fungicides, and other chemicals that are toxic to young caterpillars. Scientists led by the Center for Biological Diversity petitioned the Fish and Wildlife Service to protect the butterfly under the Endangered Species Act. According to the World Wildlife Fund, the dwindling numbers leave the butterfly, quote-unquote, highly vulnerable to total extinction. And folks, it's not just saving the butterfly, okay? It's more important than that. Monarchs contribute to healthy and diverse terrestrial ecosystems across all of North America as they carry pollen from one plant to another. With Listen to this. 80% of agricultural food production depend on pollinators like the monarch. So when people help the species, they're also helping us and our whole ecological system. The latest studies show that the total number of monarchs is about 64% below the minimum threshold scientists say is necessary for the migrating pollinators to not be in risk of extinction in all of North America. Monarchs east of the Rockies have declined by around 90% since the mid-1990s. There was a petition put in place nine years ago to protect the monarchs, but they still face an onslaught of pesticides and habitat loss. This year's count shows once again that they continue to urgently need Endangered Species Act protection, which we've not been able to get, especially during the last administration. We might want to give it a shot now. The Fish and Wildlife Service has already agreed to make a final decision. Now they only need to make the correct one, the one for conservation science, and that the law requires them to protect the monarch butterfly. So what's a few things we can all do? One, stay informed. Monarchs are currently on the candidate waiting list for an Endangered Species Act protection. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has a 2024 deadline to make a final listing determination for the entire species. And don't forget, during elections, large and small vote for candidates who really value and understand the science about biodiversity. As I mentioned earlier, remember this. Monarch butterflies depend on milkweed. About 30 species of milkweeds are the only places where North American monarchs lay their eggs. And once those eggs hatch, milkweed serves as the exclusive, the only source of food for the caterpillars that turn into monarchs. With the destruction of so much milkweed, gardeners everywhere are encouraged to plant their own. I did a bunch of it, folks. I'll give you a real quick story, very quick. We bought uh, $2,000 worth of seeds about six years ago, and it's finally starting to pay off. When you look at the whole situation, it almost seems futile. It really does, given the scale of the problem. But imagine all of the lawns and gardens across North America and all the potential they have for room for, for the milkweeds. And some of them are beautiful plants, folks. They're not, they're not always... A weed is just a flower in the wrong place. Milkweeds are, some of them, very attractive. 
many are self-sustaining. If you take good care of them, they'll replant them themselves. So you don't have to, you, you, it will increase as years go by if you'll just put an area aside for milkweed. And they don't usually do this, I don't mind, I just never think about it. Go and visit the National Wildlife Federation's page. All you have to do is put in your computer, Garden for Wildlife. It'll give you native plant collections that can be searched by area, including many plants that are especially helpful to monarch butterflies. Yes, you do need to plant the ones that are native to where you are if you want them to propagate and take care of themselves. There are some tropicals, and I have mixed emotions about it, but the monarchs seem to at least, it seems to help them. But you're way better off to decide, find out what particular milkweed species uh, will do best in your area. Again, once you get them in, the field that I helped several years ago with for two years didn't come up. The guy thought I'd wasted his money. We had a year of good rain or two and a good seasons, and now there's probably tens of thousands more milkweed out there than there were uh, when we planted and thought, oh, they're not even going to come up. So it was a success. We just need to do it a heck of a lot more places. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.